right. Here we are. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Christina. And this is the place we're in where this week we're going to get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it. Yay! We are back. It is 2021. Yes. yes. And it's been a while since we talked, so we're excited to be back. Thanks for listening. And for today, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell the fun news of what we're doing today, Christina? What we're doing today is catching up by doing a bunch of different topics. And some of those topics are going to be more serious than others. Um, and some of them are going to be pretty light. And mm, that's what it is. And that's what we're doing. I'll just have a little charcuterie podcast today. That's a good thing. Smorgasbord <laughs> is what we used to say. But <laughs> 2021, we do charcuterie these days. Indeed. Um, so as is my tradition, I returned to Denver to find that one of my living mates does indeed have COVID. This is now only the second time. So I guess that's not a tradition yet. I always used to get bothered when people would say that something was a tradition when it had happened twice. <laughs> or actually, in those cases, it had happened once. But they anticipated doing it again. Well, so I'm now talking about my first graduate program. Okay. <laughs> So you have a tradition of getting graduate degrees and a tradition of arriving in Denver to COVID. <laughs> That's funny. And a tradition of getting undergraduate degrees. Christina is a well-educated person Over-educated. who likes to come into hotbeds of disease. Over-educated she doesn't like school. to. It just seems to happen. I really don't like to. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyways. Uh, um, it's getting tough. She's getting getting strong. I certainly hope so. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's me as of the last couple of days. And I spent um, all of today working on my jobby job. And that was good. For the first time in eight years, it's the beginning of January. And I have not been to a focus conference. There you go. There isn't How one does it happened. feel? Honestly, it doesn't feel like it's like I'm supposed to be there right now. Okay. Because... I'm not. And that's the conference is happening in a month, you know? Um, Amen. I, it's just the situation where I sit down, sat down on January 4th to go back to work. And I was like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes when you ask that question, cause I, I hope I'm not the only one that sits down at work sometimes and goes, what am I supposed to do? I think it's sort of <laughs> a life thing. Um, y you think back to what have I done before in this situation, in this scenario? And that I don't have an answer to that question <laughs> or I don't have an answer that could be repeated um, now. So anyway, it's, it's That's funny. very similar to what I was doing in December. It's just one of those like, Oh, a year ago I was on my way to Mexico for a training. And then I was on my way to Christina for a time in LA. And this year's just very different. That was such a fun time in LA. I wore this little, right now I'm wearing my, my weirdest furry coat. And it was a, a thing that I bought to, try to look kind of cool in LA. <laughs> you did. You and did now, look cool in LA. It's been in my closet and some of my roommates yesterday were looking at things in my closet and said, why don't you wear this more? So I woke up this morning <laughs> and said, good question. Put it on. I put it on. So <laughs> second topic was what am I wearing today? And it is this fuzzy thing that makes me look like a funny little teddy bear. You look great. Thank and you. I like your hair. It is a high ponytail for those of you wondering. <laughs> For those of you not wondering and wondering what the next topic is, what is it? Um, shall we go to current events, Ashlyn? Yes. Okay. So today is January 7th, which means yesterday was January 6th, 2021, which I think will be a day of infamy. Um, yeah. Having grown up in the D.C. area, flying out of Baltimore, thank goodness. I don't know if I wouldn't have gone. If my flight was at 4.30 in D.C. yesterday, I wouldn't have gone. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't out of Baltimore, so I went. But um, having grown up in D.C. and like or around D.C. and been in and out of that area a lot, um, like everyone else, just like shocked and disturbed, obviously, to watch people walk through the Capitol doors and like mm -hmm. just saunter through the lobby as a police officer, just like looks kind of confused and scared, which I'm sure he was confused and scared. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just like, I was listening to someone else today who like said all these things better. So if you have a favorite commentator, just listen to them for comments on the significance of these things. But just like personally, having 
I remember like being 16 and going into DC with a friend and like somebody with a video camera to like try to take dance pictures in like dance videos around like mm -hmm. famous sites. And somebody tried to do a backflip on the steps of the, the Capitol and they were like, hey, get out of there. You know what I mean? Like that's how the cap, that's what I'm used to when I'm, when we talk about like people walking up the steps of the Capitol, you set your toe one step too high and it's like, you know, you're afraid you committed a federal crime. And it was just like so surreal to watch that happen. So if you were just waiting for somebody to speak aloud a reaction, although you probably have already heard it, but if you also grew up in the DC area and you also tried to do backflips <laughs> on the steps of the Capitol, then <laughs> there you go. I hope you feel known. So I was watching Bishop Barron's Instagram TV where he made some comments. I just appreciate the way that that man speaks. Um, and he used the phrase socially sacred space. And I thought that that was really yeah. interesting um, because there is like, obviously, obviously the nation's capital is not sacred in the way that the body of Christ is sacred or a church is sacred. But there's a, pl a way of reverence that we have as citizens of this nation towards the landmarks of our nation to see them ransacked, you know, is horrifying, feels terrifying to see something happen that you never believe would have happened. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine how members of Congress are feeling mm -hmm. um, to know that someone, you know, went into their office or was, were potentially trying to do them serious harm. Um, it's just pretty barbaric. So not, not something I would have ever expected to happen. I think is something that I go to. And it's like, I think that that's just where my emotions sort of short out at the level of horror that I feel about it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. And I think that that happens to me a lot, actually being able to just been in this situation many times in the last calendar year, maybe not. I mean like, yeah, within the last year where it's like, I should react more to this and I actually emotionally don't know how I just, mm -hmm. it kind of exceeds my abilities, but I want my heart to, to grow I want my I want to continue to develop into a person that can have an ordered reaction mm -hmm. I know what that is um and we live in this promise that grace will abound all the more I don't think that that's like an excuse for sinful behavior right that doesn't it doesn't wash it away or say this is okay or like mm -hmm. this is God's plan mm -hmm. it's it's a mystery truly for us to yeah. hold that things that are truly horrific can happen and God can make grace abound all the more and does amen yeah um and those things also always like awaken me to i mean all i guess all of us like to the the depth of sin and pride and like i don't know blindness to reality and i don't just mean like blindness to reality where you're like oh, i lost this a lot like that's not what i'm talking about necessarily like just blindness to the reality of one's own actions you know mm. um i was sort of seeing yesterday actually before it all started just while I was like it was muted but looking at the little uh, closed captioning words go by mm -hmm. on Trump's speech and just sort of being like okay when I like lose an argument even if it's like a good mannered argument if mm -hmm. I'm the one who like runs out of things to say this speech is sort of like a macrocosm of that reaction mm -hmm. um and like um and then also, I guess, like, as I saw everything unfold, I was kind of like, I don't know, like, maybe this is really dumb, but, like, this sort of taking everyone's own, yeah, no, this is not dumb, taking our own pride and, like, seeing how far these things can go, mm -hmm. um, yeah, in many ways, I don't know, we just, we have a lot in, in common with these public sinners that cause such horror. Yeah, I mean, what... It's on my mind and heart is that acts of insanity begin in small in small places yes. and i mean in in more peaceful and beautiful ways in the last weeks for me i've really been invited to ponder the value of each action um and i think that for me that's brought up that question of you know so should i then be fearful of always doing it wrong and I don't think that that's the answer. It's that I need to become 
very readily repentant. Yes. I will do it wrong. Exactly. So, so what the Lord invites me to is to yeah repent and believe in the gospel not, Amen. and to avoid sin, mm-hmm. but not out of fear of failure, but out of love. And when I do fail to repent readily and what that actually means and what that looks like without living in excuses. I mean, I think that that's not something to just easily name or try to like condense and condense into some trite sentence that tries to make it simple. It's not simple. Uh, it's possible. Maybe it is so simple that it's hard for me to grasp. I think that's probably closer to the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it, the insanity is not out there. Yes, it is out there, but the way that we, yeah, where the abounding grace goes is in to the present moment in the choice that we can make as individuals and not as some collective body, which we are, but we, we are receiving real graces from the Lord to improve that whole through the choices that we're making in our yes. of influence. Yes. Um, absolutely. And just to add one last thought to that, like to not yeah, to be shocked by not even like, yeah, having the authentic reaction of shock and horror, but then also to not be scandalized by the reality mm-hmm. of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, by our own sin, um, and by that of others. I mean, like not to say like you, you know, oh, it's, we're too horrified by what happened. Like, no. Um, but I just have had that re- I don't know if it's like a self numbing or not, but like this sort of reaction to a, several of these horrific things that are just like, yeah, yeah, that, that tracks with the emergent philosophies of our times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that tracks with that sin I committed you know, two hours ago. And like, if I held the belief in my heart permanently, that led to that um, snide comment, Mm -hmm. then like, of course, you know, like, anyways, so sin is real, evil is real. And um, Lord have mercy and God is real. And um, it is defeated in the eschaton. Bam. Okay. All right. So not that we don't want to, we don't, think that that's worth excuse me it's not that we don't think it's worth um more conversation but there has been a lot of discussion of that probably within your own circles um on other shows and radio tv etc um so Nor having assume that we can <laughs> provide yes. comprehensive commentary amen um so having given that um that reality of that moment in time it's due, we would like to go on to some lighter topics for the rest of the day. Amen? Amen. Okay. So we've prepared some lists of random topics to be randomly generated, but one of my budding traditions, and I think it's been longer than two years, so maybe it could be a tradition. Wow. To use the generators of Feminine Genius, Jen Fulweiler, to generate some things. I'm very jealous of her. I'm going to be honest. Hey, repent. <laughs> repent, Christina. <laughs> this has been a public repentance. Um, have you watched her, her comedy special on Amazon Prime? I haven't. I need to Me do that. Either. I wish we can do that do together from afar. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, so she made some generators. You might not be familiar. If you are, then you know. And if you don't, Jen Fulweiler has a generator on the internet for a random saint of the year. And more recently, she's created a generator for a word to ponder for the year. And I will tell a quick anecdote about my word last year. I picked it for myself and I did so in Mexico City, walking around with some friends. And I remember the word was really motivating to me at that time. And I, over time, forgot what it was. Dang. And then in the chapel at my office, which is a sentence I'm very privileged to say. Um, I thought of the word again and it was really consoling and it was like this beautiful present with a bow being unwrapped. And then I walked into the office of a friend that was there with me in the initial word conversation in Mexico all the way back in January of 2020. And I said, that was the word, wasn't it? She said, yeah, that was your word. And I still have forgotten what it was again. So (laughs) I need to be better about writing down graces so I can remember them. And thank the Lord again for them. But that's a weird story that I just thought I would share for what it's worth. And now, will we generate our words live on the air? Yes. It's just Who goes live. first? I think you should. Okay. 
All right, here we go. It says, have an inspirational word chosen for you at random. I think I will. Show me my word. Okay, click. B. Wow. Is it a coincidence that that's the name of the most recent BTS album? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I'm dismayed because my headphones are making the annoying we're dying voice. It, they're not dying. They're fine. They'll okay. make it. It was um, uh, B-E in all caps. B. That's actually in all caps, the name of the album, but also your word for the year. So that's wonderful. Yes. Um, how do I feel about this word? Yeah. Tell us. I feel good. I like uh, presence as a practice mm. and I'm not very good at it. And I often think that it would be a solution to many of my problems. So, Gross. oh, you know what? Tell me. Where? Oh, I moved that book because it's right here. Frank Sheed says something really great about the verb is. In the book, talk- Theology and Sanity? Yes. Have yes. you read it? No, it's not theology and sanity. It's theology and sanity. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool if it was called theology insanity? All right. I'm not going to. It would be so cool. Um, I'm not going to try to find this quote, but um, he just talks about like how the verb be is like the most indescribable and like mm-hmm. difficult to understand verb and simultaneously like um, downplayed and. Um, ignored. Is that um, in relation to God's sake? Like, yeah. its name being I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And also, like, the nature of God and all this stuff. If I find this, I will be very pleased, but I don't think I will. All right. So, I am pleased with this word. Beautiful. That was one of my favorite parts of this book. So, oh. that's this is good. Incredible. Graces reminding all right. us of graces. All right. Go Shall ahead. I generate? Yes. Show me my word. Nurture. Ooh. Be my mother. Here I am. How do you feel? I feel happy of myself. Have you seen that video? This kid rides a no. bike for the first time and his dad has him give a speech and he like stands up on the curb and <laughs> gives the cutest speech I've ever heard. Honestly. Oh. It's 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 legendary. He says, I, I feel I feel happy of myself. <laughs> Anyone awesome. who thinks you can't ride a bike, you can ride a bike. Anyway, look that up. It's very good. Oh my gosh. Um, so I, my feminine heart, not in a like cute, sickly, sweet, reductive way, in a deep and real way, knows that it's made for this word. So, yes, I agree. There we are. Very good. What was that? Protect your important folders. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, I thought you were just hearing my my headphones dying noise. So we're having a good time. Everyone, are you having a good time? Go ahead and take a second. Pull up this random word generator. You got it? Okay, push the button. What's your word? How do you feel about that word? Oh, maybe our, our take away the silence, the awkward silences thing will take away the silences that I've just put in. So if I would push silence, know that technology is our friend until it's our enemy. And now... I will talk about Jennifer Weiler's other generator, Saint of the Year. Okay. Tell me about it. This is the one that I've been doing for more traditionally. Um, and sometimes I pick the saints out of a bag that someone hands me. That That's happened to me before. But more often I've used this, this here online generator. And this last year I had one of my best saint friends, St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross. Um, Ooh. But it's always a treat. Sometimes it's some a very unknown person that I can then ask to pray for me. And how cool is that? Like St. Edwin of Northumbria. Mm. That guy was cool. He was a king and he was a convert. And then many of his immediate family members became saints. That's so awesome. a witness of holiness. So thank you, St. Edwin of Northumbria. Please pray for us. Have you done Yay. this before, Christina? The saint of the year? I yeah. think I might have, but then I didn't remember what it was. So, um, Yeah. That's it's my like story. Tradition for you. Yeah, I did this last. I think I don't know. I get very like um, what's the word? Is it B? No, <laughs> I get very I just take a shot. Uh, jaded about these things. Uh, that that was the exact word I was looking for. I get jaded about you these found things. It. Um, it felt good. Uh, yeah, I think because like God is absolutely capable of working through chance like this. Um, but also it is chance. And so it is chance. Let's publicly acknowledge that we believe that this test is everything. And then because of the, all the testing, 
but I mean, I get discouraged in the testing. It's, it's not because yeah. of the testing. I get discouraged in the testing. And then I'm just like, who cares? I'm just going to pray. Which, when in doubt, you know, <laughs> always the right thing to do. So okay. do you want to do this? I do. Okay. It's still fun. Okay. okay. Nice. Have a saint chosen for you at random. Find a saint for me. Here we go. St. James the Greater. Okay. Okay. Patronage. Are you going to Spain this year? Oh, is he July 25th? Yeah. I'm not going to Spain this year. <laughs> That's okay. I find this. Okay. Patronage of arthritis sufferers, blacksmiths, equestrians, laborers, pharmacists, pilgrims, soldiers, and veterinarians. All words that describe you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll develop. She's all of those things. I'll develop a bad case of arthritis. I hope not. But ask me to pray for my mom. I know. Me too. My mom too, and my dad. Say, James the Greater, pray for our arthritic parents. Okay. That what was that noise? It was my headphones again. Are you sure? <laughs> that one was weird. We're having a good time. Are you having a good time? <laughs> all right, I'm pushing my button. Okay, here we go. Saint Scholastica. Oh, that's a good choice. She's one of my like my friends. I like her. Yeah. Can you tell the people about her? Okay. So she her she's a patron against rain, against storms, convulsive children, and nuns. Uh her feast is February 10th, so I need to put that on my calendar. It's coming up in hot. So she's the twin sister of Saint Benedict. And I honestly don't know that much about her. I don't know if there's a lot that's known about her, but I could know more about Benedictines and Benedictine spirituality and tradition. Um, but one of my favorite stories that has been a story. Yeah. A favorite of mine since I first heard it was when um, her brother, St. Benedict was visiting. She and her sisters, she was the foundress of the Benedictine nuns. Um, the, it was like a party. They got together and the brothers were there and the sisters were there, but then it started, the sun started going down and St. Benedict, the writer of the rule of St. Benedict knew that it was in the rule that all monks needed to spend the night in the monastery. And so he's like, all right, bros, let's get out of here. This is actually verbatim how it happened. Just kidding. That's not true. I'm sure you probably could have guessed that, but you know, let's overqualify tonight. Wait, you heard that he was there with a bunch of other bros? Yeah. All the bros were there. It was like a hang of bros and sisses. And he's like, all right, bros, we got to head back. And St. Scholastica did not want her brother to leave. They were having such a good time all being together. She was like, don't leave, stay. And he says, nope, it's against the rules. We're going. And so then she prayed Which was exactly what he, was, what he was supposed to do, which yeah. is so cool. So cool. Yeah. Keep going. And so she prayed passionately to the Lord that he would send a storm that would prevent the brothers from leaving. And he did. And so there was a storm and they couldn't leave. And they just hung out and had some great time of fraternity. And then they parted ways. And that was the last time they saw each other in this life, according to tradition. So, um, According to the life of St. Benedict, which I read. And it Christine says it right there. Right there. It was the last time that they saw each other. And for me, what really delighted my heart when a dear priest friend of mine was telling that story uh, is the way that he gave it in context of the wonderful complementarity and um, just experience of the fullness of humanity that he as a priest experiences in his friendships with religious sisters um, and then told that story. And it just affirmed for me so deeply that complementarity is not just about like how to behave when you're married. It's a reality of how we exist. And um, there's such goodness and complementarity in friendships and in relationships with our siblings. And we get to really celebrate the virtues of chastity and modesty because they can safeguard uh, our ability to virtuously share sexual complementarity with each other. Uh, that's what that story often has been a point of consolation for me. But it also came in clutch recently when... I didn't know what to do because I thought that I wanted to follow the rules and I did want to follow the rules and that was good, but there was an opportunity to spend some time with people and it wasn't that we broke any rules, right? It was just kind of seeing things in context and I wasn't sure what to do. I was feeling pretty confounded and then that story came to mind. Oh, and then you decided to. for us to be together. Oh, 
Wait, what? Go ahead. It, it wasn't that I like broke rules or anything like that. It was oh. like, do I spend time with my teammates or do I choose not to? And ah, yes, that's that's that. Nice. That's great. What's funny about that story in my life is that it was always used to, not used, like nobody, I don't know who, who used it this way. It was probably just like a bunch of us being, um, what's the word? Knuckleheads. <laughs> Jaded knuckleheads. <laughs> um, but yeah, we would use it to kind of like talk about how men and women can be friends because we thought it was about St. Francis and St. Clair. Um, but it wasn't. It was about a brother and a sister. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't but, mean that men and women can't be friends. Yeah. It just, it's just, we were all like, sing. Sing St. Clair. <laughs> they hung out all night. <laughs> that didn't happen, okay? It, it wasn't necessarily one-on-one -on -one either. So. <laughs> and also, they were brother and sister. So if it was one-on-one, -on -one, it actually would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I don't think I would want to hang out with my brother as much as I love him. Just one-on-one -on -one for the whole night i'd be like you go to sleep now okay that's enough pal all right um cool wonderful so we have also prepared some topics in our own random topic generators wait 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 i'm sorry i just found what i was looking for in theology and sanity i finally found what i've been looking for here i'm gonna pause the recording really quick Okay. All right. Ready? From the mouth of Frank Sheed. Um, he quotes, And God said to Moses, I am who am. Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, He who is hath sent me to you. And he says all of this in the, like the, the title of the chapter is He who is. Mm -hmm. This then is God's name for himself. He who is. When we have said he is, there is no more to be said. We have said everything. Mm -hmm. The only trouble is that we do not know all we have said. But we can begin to find out. All theology consists in finding out what is meant by the words he is. Let us begin. Mm. And um, that's not the same as B, but it's a, conjug it's a conjugation of B. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, so good. Okay, okay, okay. Shall we move on to our random pickers? Yes, you pick. Okay, so Ashlyn told me that you can find a random picker on the internet, and that just blew my mind. So I'm now looking at this picker wheel, and I'm going to spin it. Ready? Yes. Can you hear this? It's spinning, spinning, it's making I wish. noises. I can't, though. Oh my gosh, it's spinning fast. <laughs> it landed on... Ah! It made more noises! <laughs> I wish I could hear them. <laughs> Saying to me, it landed on Ashlyn Decides My Wedding Venue! Oh, okay. I, am I doing this right now? You're not actually going to decide it because that gives me too much pressure. And we're trying to keep these to like five minutes. And I don't want you to pick my wedding venue in five minutes. But I am going to tell you. Oh, I already going, picked though. Wait, what did you pick? Baltimore. Oh, you want Baltimore? Yeah. Why? Just because I think like anybody can get married in Potomac. But like really tough, cool people can get married in Baltimore. Okay, this isn't just about the city, though. If it was about the city, Baltimore would win. But we have to talk about the venues. We have to talk about the no okay. entryway in the cold. Yes. So, yeah. well, okay. The Basilica in Baltimore is cold and beautiful. Um, just <laughs> like <laughs> me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and parking sucks. But I have oh, the Basilica still parking, would. Yeah. The Basilica still would be my um, preferred church. The problem is actually more the reception venues because um, Baltimore wedding venues, as diverse as they are, and wedding caterers and all their preferred vendors and all these things, um, just are more expensive than one would expect. Mm. And so we landed at this really pretty cool place that was a mansion in Towson. Um, and we love everything about it except the ballroom that has these really weird saggy low ceilings <laughs> i love a saggy ceiling i don't know what about you i, Did I you don't like know what about you no i'm just joking <laughs> i got tongue-tied um so i sent ashlyn a picture of this place and it has like white cloth hanging from the ceiling with like twinkle lights in it which like could be cute but to me my aunt described it as the inside of a coffin and it scares Ooh, me so it's like pinterest but it's like didn't quite nail it 
Yeah, 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 exactly. And there are no windows in the ballroom. And every time I went into a place that had windows in the ballroom, I was like, I like that. I want that. I will say that um, the ceiling in the other picture is much more attractive. Yes. Okay. So that's that one. The So we have a lovely church, pretty good um, place minus the ceiling and general darkness of the ballroom itself and also smallness of the ballroom. Okay. Second option, um, up in... Bethesda slash Potomac. We all just have to accept the fact that all of my family will think that my fiance's family is very rich because of the houses that are near this church. <laughs> but he does big. not live in one of those houses. <laughs> They're huge. <laughs> They're like, I would I would be able to hold my wedding there at that house. Maybe. Across the street. Um it might anyway, be bigger than this ballroom, honestly. Um the church is more like regular parish church. And then the venue Ashlyn, did I tell you anything about this place? I'm just looking at the picture. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. It's Maybe you've heard of it because you used to live in that area. Pinstripes. Bistro Bocce Bowling. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this before? No, but I love <laughs> the use of the, what consonants is that multiple. It's not just like alliteration. Consonants means it's multiple like, repeated consonant sounds. It's Yeah. yeah Way to go. That. <laughs> um yep my, my, so my teacher says okay anyway back to and you. then it's got this big ballroom with uh seal to seal to floor no ceiling to floor windows pretty high there ceiling we'd have floor. to uplight it a little bit so that it wouldn't look like a Sikh party no offense to focus conferences um although those actually were heavily uplit never mind not a Sikh party more like a Sikh talk okay. i don't want it to look like a Sikh talk <laughs> um, I mean, the time and a place for everything <laughs> so Exactly. What if I can try to find out if Steve Priest could MC your wedding? <laughs> Hilarious. Get Sarah Swafford to come. <laughs> haven't talked to either of them. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. At Pinstripes, they have their own sound system, so we could have a friend MC, which I think we probably are going to do um, if we can. But the other one, we'd need Honestly, a real DJ. Pinstripes <sighs> it is. Final answer. Okay, so Ashlyn votes pinstripes, and that gives me a little bit of consolation because it is what I was hoping you would say, Really, which is an important thing to know. But I I do hold sorrow, I know, and I I could feel myself like selling it more than the other one. I do hold sorrow in my heart, mourning not getting married in Baltimore. Um, I'll confirm or deny next week. um, Not confirm or deny. I will confirm next week which direction we actually went. All right. Nice. So that's that. And I think that already took up too much time. So let's move you know, on. <laughs> we all know the wedding content is starting to happen on this podcast. And that is just a natural course of things. Just so here we are rebranding. I'm okay. going to pick a random item. Ooh, wow. Mine has like cute little colors that are going around in a circle. <laughs> Tell me if it makes any scary sounds. It didn't, but my sound isn't on. Okay. The winner is best Christmas present. Ooh, okay. I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> You should start. I should start? Yeah. No, I was waiting for you. Okay, fine, I fine, fine. realized that I put this on my list, but I didn't really think about it. And I gotta think about it. Okay, I've got mine. Ready? I can't see your video. You can't see my video? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I thought that you turned it off. Oh, did I? <laughs> I did. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Can you see me now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a white binder that my mother got for me that says our wedding and it is wedding planner a beautiful wedding planner you guys any pineapple fans out there there's a very aesthetic pineapple on here yes it is the same brand as my regular planner which also has pineapples on it excuse me i dropped everything shout out to you mom uh, the simplified simplified by emily lay her stuff is way too expensive you guys um but it makes you feel like you're organized for like two seconds. So maybe it's just you you pay for what you get. Yeah. I got really wonderful presents. And so I am thinking through them. This is really teaching me that you should never put something on a random list if you don't have an answer. I will say that my sister made this is like there were there were a lot of cool things. But some of my favorite things that I got were like things that my family members made with their own hands. So for a while, I thought it would be a great idea to have little cotton pads 
that are made out of a reusable material because I use a couple of cotton pads every single day and I just throw them away. So my sister crocheted me some cotton pads. It was so funny cool. because a couple of days before Christmas, I was like, I realized I forgot to remind you and ask you for these things. And so give them to me for my birthday because I totally forgot to ask you for that. But apparently it was the first thing that she had finished. She like finished them in October. and was Wow. Like, these are all wrapped and ready to go. That's so, so awesome. Thanks, Bridget, for my little reusable cotton pads. And my dad has been a little leather worksmith. He <gasps> cool. just is like doing all kinds of leather work and he made me a cool hair brit. So, That's so awesome. And my mom made me a cool scarf. So thanks, folks, for the, the handmade gifts. That's awesome. Here, wait. I want to share two more things with you. One of them is this. <laughs> is that like a happy thing? This is a lamp by the name of Wally, which was gifted to me by my fiance's sisters. Mm. This lamp changes colors when you hit it. Does it and put vitamin D in your body? Why are you asking that? I don't know. Like, you know those happy lamps? <laughs> oh, no. I don't People think so. Don't I think it just it looks like a little cute whale. And the other cute. thing I want to share with you is that his brother got me a Bob Ross coloring book, which my mother saw and said, this is great. Can I have it? <laughs> which was an, an appropriate reaction. <laughs> and I am her daughter. So. <laughs> I remembered one more thing that I want to share. Sure. I got these cool socks that don't really have the same purpose as socks but they have a great purpose in regards to fashion because they're like see-through they're like oh that's translucent like wait like the have, 90s no they have little like polka dots on them and then a little color around the ankle and then a color on the heel and on the toe but everything else is just clear like it's made out of like hosiery material so then when you wear them on with a pair of high heels you just look like a put together boss lady in my opinion. I mean, many other boss ladies might not think that these socks look like bosses, but I do. I'm like, that's awesome. Wow, fashion. I do love, I love that style. I also associate it with clueless for some reason. Cute. Yeah. Heels under, heels with yeah. socks. I, why do I keep saying under? Prepositions are always hard for me. Let's just and I think that. also in the 90s and early 2000s, we had little socks that were like, translucent material with like little dots on them i'm pretty sure really i love that yeah They're more fashionable than me back in those days maybe it was because only four-year-olds were wearing them. <laughs> honestly four-year-old fashion is among my favorite fashion me so. too oh yeah. my gosh they can wear whatever they want they really can. all right next topic. all right next topic pick her wheel here we go okay i'm not ready for these noises can i turn them off in some way i don't know how it's gonna take too long okay i'm scared no, no, it's happening. Okay. <laughs> I sang again. And I wasn't ready for it that time either. Okay. Um, Ashlyn, I think we should do a whole episode on this because how long have we been on this thing? How much more time do we have? We're at about 44 minutes right now. Okay. Minutes. I would wrap. So this is my, I, I was thinking that I would talk or we would talk for five minutes about how holiness and piety are not the same thing. Um, but I think we can do a whole episode on that. We, at the beginning of this, we were like, we can't do a whole episode on that, but I, we actually can. So I think that we should dig into that next week, if appropriate, unless we come up with something better. Get to the heart of that one of these weeks. We're going to do it. So this was a preview. So we're not going to do that right now. Coming soon to a podcast just, called A Place Within Near You. Just like pray about it, everyone. Okay. Holiness and piety. What is their relationship? Send us thoughts. Podcast at gmail.com. All right, now you pick. Pick a random item. The winner is God moments or themes in prayer. Ah, uh, do you have, can you start this one? Yeah. Um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, just seeing how my love in the smallest things has great meaning to God um, and that it can be an offering that I choose to make to God for the salvation of souls, to participate in the salvation that Jesus won on the cross um, and how often I feel at that. I think in my spiritual development, been able to hold ideals and aspire to ideals and, you know, like repent of my own sin. But there's just greater freedom that I felt to repent because I'm starting to believe the lie so much less that I'm not loved. Um, and so I have more freedom to see the ways that I can be better. It doesn't put me in jeopardy of losing love. And that's really amazing. But reading this Christmas homily by St. Jose Maria Escriva. He's just so practical and I love mm -hmm. him. And I was just 
crying on Christmas because crying on Christmas. I just am invited to be a gift and and to be humble. So yeah, just the ability to give myself as gift, not in like in big ways, but those big ways aren't the most important thing to God. It's and I think that is maybe that's what I'm trying to say is that I've always valued big things and I've over the years started to grow and even you know like acceptance and then appreciation for the idea that God values small things and will make them big things um yeah that in a strange little nutshell is what I've got nice um I don't have much honestly because um I have had a spiritually lazy advent and Christmas um but I have kind of tried to implore myself about why that is um, and like why a variety of, you know, problematic behaviors or reactions or whatever um, come up with me. And um, as I was reading on the plane yesterday, um, a book that I got for Christmas, um, which is called Happy Are You Poor Mm. by Tom. Thomas Dubé. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't know why I all of a sudden thought that I was getting his first name wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, Thomas. I read his stuff on the plane. Charles. Anyways, but um, yeah, I he has like a – when he's talking about the premises that – the whole book is about like evangelical poverty mm-hmm. and the premises that underlie it. And it's pretty much like kind of almost like tenets of the gospel, not like the five – like – not like a five-point gospel presentation, but just like realities that like mm-hmm. I talk about all the time. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, and so he just makes it very clear. Like if you believe in these things, then like this next thing is not going to be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then the next thing is going to be a problem for you. And I was like, yeah. So there's like a deficiency in my um, like faith in these things. Um, and like, as we've talked about before, intellectual assent and actual faith, like surrender like obedience in faith and a surrender of self in faith um, and receiving the gift of faith. Those are different things. So there are a bunch of those things that I make intellectual sense to and in a certain spiritual way surrender somewhat. Mm-hmm. But there's just this like holding back of like, okay, but I'm not going to be the dumb one who gets deceived. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was a realization that I had that like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be leaning into. Beautiful. And I've had that realization before, I think, but like I forget about it because it's such a not. I don't. I keep saying I forget about it because blah blah blah. It's not I forget. I like leave it behind because it's so significant mm-hmm. that it's just exhausting and difficult. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, we'll see what happens this time, you guys. It's real. Okay. It's weird. Yeah, go in there. Yeah, man. Ain't no thing. Are you ready for my last topic? <laughs> yep. What do you think it is? I think it is. It's not this whale. Me the whale lamp. I was <laughs> trying to figure out. Whale lamp. It evermore. The okay. new album by Taylor Swift. I love that. Um, dude, have you listened to all of it? Yes. It is sad. It's sad. Oh my god! I feel like, and then she released two new bonus tracks. I think today. Oh, I'm not. And they also are sad. And I feel like she's like trying to write every experience of like an adult breakup because she wrote every experience of a teenage breakup mm-hmm. and now she's writing all of the adult ones and i don't think it's because she and joe broke up i think they are very much together and possibly married but <laughs> and that's an act of faith mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i do think that she is heavily exploring loss and relationships mm-hmm very mature way um that is extremely powerful to every citizen of the world of this world (laughs) i was especially struck by the track happiness me too um yeah i showed up at christina's house after listening to it and i was like listen we have some emotional maturity up in here Mm -hmm. and the line it's a long one. Let me just pull it up. Where will you find it? I will sing a song. Oh, I really liked that Tears on Christmas song you were singing. That was pretty cute. <laughs> Crying on Christmas. How did it go? I don't know, but it's not a song by Taylor Swift. It it's good. an improvised song by Christina. 
After giving you the best I had, tell me what to give after that. All you want from me now is the green light of forgiveness. You haven't met the new me yet, but I think she'll give you that. There's just like this struggle of like, I know what I need to do. I know how hard it is. I see that when I have perspective on my life, when I'm above the trees, I can see this for what it is. But when I'm down mm. in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, well, it's just aware, you know, and it's mm-hmm. very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what to do now when a good man hurts you and you're like, oh, and, I hope yeah. you, and you know him. you hurt him too. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, yeah. we're seeing more than one side of the story here. I know. Right? We're seeing one side of the story, but that's that side is aware of more. Yeah, yeah. ma'am. Ooh, look what you made me do. Which I still think mm-hmm. about. Exactly. It is about. What was your fave? Um, I think, let's see. Big fan. I'm just going to say them first and then I'm going to pick one. Big fan of Champagne Problems, Gold Rush, Touch the Damn Season, Happiness, Marjorie. Um, also Tolerate It, which is a heartbreaker. But so, I won't say it's one of my favorites because it's such a heartbreaker. <laughs> I don't like listening to it because it makes me want to die. My roommates and I were... Um, Watching the Queen's Gambit today. Mm. Have you seen that yet? I've been watching it with John Paul. Okay, it's it's well done and rough, you know. Yeah, yeah. And one of them said, "Why didn't Taylor Swift write a song about this?" And I said, "I think she did tolerate it." Mm. Um, Wait, about which relationship? About her adopted parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like her. Yeah, the dad is out of there in a second, but yeah. yeah. There you go. Um. Yeah. So I think. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm going to pick champagne problems as a, yeah, because, um, I mean, it's just heart wrenching for no matter who you are. Um, although actually I can see somebody thinking it's melodramatic. Um, but who is it is a little melodramatic in their processing. Yeah. Emotional difficulty. Yeah. But I also think like, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, from, (laughs) from my perspective, it is very much not melodramatic and it describes I mean, it was just like having just gotten engaged and like, I haven't talked about this extensively and I won't right now, but like basically having an anxiety disorder that makes um, that kind of commitment extremely daunting. Um, The line that she says when it's like how all the people are reacting to the whole song Champagne Problems is like this guy was going to proposed to the narrator of the song or he did propose to her and she turned him down and like just like her processing or thinking about how he's reacting um and she's thinking about all the all the people that he knows like talking about her um and the line like what is so i'm not going to say the the um profanity in the line for the good of the people um although i think the profanity belongs in the line personally um but it says she would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's effed in the head. Um, and like, I still sometimes cry when I hear that that line. Not like, not like sob, but you know. one tear. <laughs> honestly, one tear as I drive down the road. Um, it just like is. I don't know. I'm very curious as I continue my healing and start like mm-hmm. finding more people who like have similar experiences. Like, very curious about whether or not this is actually an unusual thing or just mm-hmm. like, yeah, anyways, I don't have time to get into it. If you're curious, just keep listening to this podcast for the next year. <laughs> or befriend me and I'll probably tell you in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, everyone. Those are your options. Both I think are good. Okay. All right. All right. Um, you had one more topic. I wonder what it's going to pick. I didn't need to push the button. I know. I didn't press the button because I was too scared. I didn't want to hear the sounds again. It said God moments and themes and prayers. So (laughs) we know what to pick. And it's random. Any funny hobbies that you're having right now? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Am I? Do I have any? Am I? No, I don't think so. My hobbies have been... I mean, okay, well, I'll just, this is my third time bringing it up today, but that's just how it is. I will say that I have um, scoured Baltimore wedding venues and Montgomery County. So um, in a certain sense, it has become a hobby. Is your hobby. <laughs> and um, you know what, folks? <laughs> it could be my fifth career. <laughs> if you, you know want could you get a budget-friendly wedding. Do you want I, a graduate degree in wedding planning? Let me tell you, guys, everything is negotiable. 
I have gotten 5,000 bucks knocked off of a variety of quotes, many of which I'm not even going to go with. So, <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> Everything is negotiable, you guys. It's such a thrill. Oh, my God. <laughs> when you get those she emails back the and they're like, I give you this new quote and you're like, it worked. <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen wow. the face that accompanied that shout of triumph. Oh, don't do not fear you guys. You can do it. You can do it. And All right. Love it. Okay. How about say, you? Um, why am I stuck on my words? Um, thought that it would be kind of fun. Every once in a while I get daring and I think I'm going to try to do something that I know that I'm bad at because I need to get better at trying to get better at things that I'm bad at. And so every once in a while, a couple times a week, go to the park and shoot some hoops. That's awesome. I bought a basketball after I decided I was going to be a hooper, a baller, if you will. <laughs> and just try to make as many in a row as I can. And it's That's usually true. two or less. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. And then... It's funny. I've said this a couple times, but I'm like, yeah, I think I was just still like not thinking that quarantine was serious in March. So when everyone's like, I'm starting hobbies, I was like, I'm just living life. And I'm like, I think it's time to start some hobbies. So I'm like months behind everyone else on having quarantine hobbies. But I've also had a fun time recently just like transcribing pop songs, like trying to figure out what the rhythms are. And the melodies are oh, really easy cool. because they're like really, really simple. But then pop rhythms because you're just kind of going with the flow, not straightforward. And let me tell you, rap rhythms are fascinating, but you just sit there and listen to the same measure over and over again and slow it down. And then you can't actually make sense of what it is. So you just speed up a little bit, but then it's too fast. And you just, that's been fun for me lately. So that's awesome. Um, I need to go open the door for my roommate really fast. Uh, we, and yeah. And then and, I'm going to pause then, it. Okay. Thanks. Update for the people. The roommate is in the house and well, she's not. Oh. But I I unlocked the back door so that she could come in through the way that nobody had been in and just go straight to her room so she wouldn't be exposed. Safety. Come, guardian angels. Yes. Is that something that we say? I'm not sure. <laughs> I said it. All right. So there. Speaking of roommates, I think mine might want to go to bed soon. So I think it is nearing that time where we wrap this guy up. Indeed. Uh, good to be back. Good to be 2021. If you have yes. any fun answers to any of these questions that we've asked each other, you can share them with us or with a friend that you have in real life. And if you have a friend in real life, all the better. Good for you. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> and with that, this has been a place within. Yes, it has.